Welcome to Stuff Mom Never Told You from HowStuffWorks.com. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Kristen. And I'm Caroline. And Caroline, guess what? What? Uh, well, first of all, we're talking about gender and internet trolling. Mm-hmm. A very touchy topic. It is a very touchy topic, which is why we have invited the very first male guest on Ooh. Stuff Mom Never Told You. Here in the studio with us, uh, we are delighted to have our fellow House Tough Works employee and podcaster, co-host of Tech Stuff Podcast, Jonathan Strickland. Wow. I, I'm feeling an intense sense of pressure right now. I no am, uh, yeah, no pressure. You are only representing all men. Okay, that's that's fair. Yeah, and all of technology. I feel I feel that uh, I am fully qualified to do both of those things. Yes, you're the the all encompassing male voice of tech, and the reason we wanted to to bring on a tech expert as Jonathan is, is because uh, it, we wanted to look at the gendered aspect of trolling. Uh, it was a suggestion sent in by a listener, and it's a really relevant topic, but it doesn't seem like there's been a ton of scholarship done on this specific aspect of Internet trolling. But before we go any further, let's run down just the basics of what a troll is. How would you define a troll? Sure. Okay, so if you if you cast back the the uh, the hands of the clock and really think back to the early early days of the internet before there was even a world wide web uh, there's and it still exists today but there was this thing called usenet which was essentially kind of a, a, a forum system and had a lot of news groups in it well usenet is where a lot of our internet culture first got its start so uh, more than a decade before the world wide web became a thing well, there was this, this uh, trend on Usenet where people would try and have conversations around a certain topic, and once in a while, someone with um, uh, an overdeveloped sense of mischief yeah. would come in and try to divert the conversation and or subvert it or just have it completely collapse, and they'd use various means to do that, usually doing things like asking stupid questions. Uh, to try and get people to to answer them, and then they would follow that up with even more stupid questions. And the whole point of it was just to irritate people and and get them to to kind of lose their tempers or lose their patience. And it was all considered a big joke. Mm-hmm. That's technically what a troll is. It's someone who is set out to disrupt the uh, the the things that people are doing online just for the the laughs or the lulls as they say the l u l z l u l z which is a, of course a a, a a corruption of lol so which we all know laugh out loud <laughs> and so it sounds like trolling started off as just some general mischief making but it is now developed into this just like horrible creeping online behavior um, with that we associate, at least I, I would associate with things like just making horribly like racist comments, sexist sure. comments. Yeah, I, some would argue, and many have argued, that this goes outside the definition of troll. Personally, I think language is a flexible thing. It changes over time. Sometimes we will group stuff together under a, a definition that did not belong there before. Per, as someone who works 
in the whole technology field and I cover it all the time, I'm perfectly happy calling all of that trolling because I think a lot of it does, in, uh, at least the, the, the major defense mechanism that a lot of these people have is that, oh, I'm just doing it for fun, which uh, doesn't ring true to me no matter which version of trolling you're looking at. And it specifically doesn't ring true in these more intense personal uh, attacks that tend to focus on things like race or gender. Right, yeah. Speaking of intense personal attacks, uh, there have been a lot of female bloggers, writers, journalists who have dealt not just with trolling per se, but also intense internet abuse. Yes. Why Why the focus on these women? Why are they calling out all of these lady writers? Okay. We're gonna we're gonna really dig down here because this this has nothing to do with technology really when you get down to it. Technology right. is an enabler, but it is not the reason why this happens. Uh, and a lot of this is going to be my opinion and some armchair psychology slash sociology. Uh, but it, because again, the the there's not a whole lot of literature on this mm-hmm. yet. It's still fairly young as far as uh, uh, gender studies go. Although a lot of the stuff that that um, I will talk about goes back much further than say tech, you know, internet, computers, that kind of thing. Uh, I think that first of all, you've got this underlying social and cultural perception that has been reinforced over generations, where uh, a lot of men have difficulty seeing beyond their privileged perspectives. Now, I'm a white male. I, I but get it, get out of this studio. I'm, yeah, I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize for for that. No, I don't, no apologize. don't apologize. I don't for apologize it. for it. But it does mean that I come from a very particular sense of privilege. I, I, I was born into that, and even though my parents were very uh, loving and and uh, compassionate and taught me very well, in my opinion, I still grew up in a culture that reinforces certain perspectives. Repeatedly through things like entertainment, uh, literature, even uh, news reporting. I mean, everything that you encounter uh, in the in the culture has some element of this, and so when that gets reinforced over and over and over again, uh, it could be easy to develop a really awful perspective in which women can be seen by some men as being more like an object. We talk about the objectification of women. That really does mean what we literally think of it to mean. And you don't necessarily think of a woman as a person, which is a terrible, terrible thing. And that means that you can project upon that object things that uh, uh, that you would never say to a person. Right. And feel you feel free to say those things. Uh, the Internet makes it easier because it, creates the sense of distance, Mm -hmm. so you don't have that immediacy. You also have that sense of anonymity that you can get from the Internet, so you're somewhat shielded from any sort of uh, response from the person that you are attacking. Um, And because there's a gender imbalance with the number of men versus women active on the Internet, although that's, you know, leveling out, you have a built-in... Uh, support group, really. Mm-hmm. And it's a terrible thing to call it a support group, but it means that because there are more men there than there are women, there are potentially more people who feel the same way you do or just don't care. So you get that support system feeding that back in. And it's really upsetting and depressing. The nice thing is there are men and women out there who are pointing this out. And so I think that 
is our best hope of turning this around. Do you think, though, that this is, I mean, I understand and totally agree that this is um, like the kind of sexist trolling um, and misogynistic comments that will come up a lot online um, are, it's merely like a new forum for a really old thing. But I also wonder if um, the, it, it also is a reflection of the the gendered landscape of um, the internet, where it's not just a numbers game, but a thing of where, like, you know, we hear a lot about how women um, thrive in, like, social media, whereas men tend to be um, more active in, like, comment spaces, message boards, like Reddit, places like that. Sure. And kind of, I don't know, does that make sense? I, I, yeah. I, well, and there are communities out there that are uh, largely dominated by men. And again, if, you, if you're in a community where no one is challenging your point of view, then it really is almost the same as them confirming your point of view. Right. I mean, well, and that reminds me, too, of the uh, who was the the huge um, troll, the epic troll that was just unmasked by the Adrian Chen story in Gawker. Right, right. Yeah, and, and I know the story you're talking about. Uh, Violenta Crez. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, and I was going to ask, like, one of the hashtags that he was infamous for on Reddit was uh, hashtag uh, rape bait. Yeah. And mm-hmm. uh, a lot of the response that I read was from some people saying, like, no, 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 this is just, you don't get it. This is a joke. It was just a joke. And to me, that reminds me of what you're saying. That's like, deflecting. Yeah. It's deflecting personal responsibility for the things that you do. Uh, we see this all the time with trollish behavior, and it's that's that's one of the main methods. Another one is a logical fallacy called to cook reasoning. That means you as well, or you also. So, in other words, uh, uh, it's deflecting by means of, by saying, like, hey, it's okay for me to do it, because look at what's going on over here, and that's way worse. That that's another way of deflection. For example, uh, one of the thing, one of the uh, stories I wanted to talk about was the um, the Anita Sarkeesian story. She was, you know, started up a Kickstarter. She was going to do, and she is doing a video series about uh, sexist tropes that are mm-hmm. in video games. Yeah, we cited her feminist frequency videos a few right. times in the podcast, and and so she launched this Kickstarter campaign to fund. Uh, this video series. She had a $6,000 uh, campaign goal. Within 24 hours, she had made that goal. But then there came this outpouring of awful, awful comments, particularly on YouTube, which, you know, there there are a few communities on the Internet that have com- a comment system that has that is filled with more vile comments than YouTube. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I, there are some, like 4chan, but but YouTube, considering that it's essentially the second largest search engine in the world, mm-hmm. that's pretty that's that's not great, right? So there were all these comments that were coming out, and uh, and they were vicious and viciously attacking her. She had not even shot a single video in this series yet, and she was talking about examining this. There were people who were feeling threatened by it, I assume, either that maybe the the hobby that they love, they felt threatened and they felt that they needed to strike back. And it 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 completely flabbergasted me when I when I started to read these comments. I, I was looking through and I was getting angry <laughs> and I was thinking, like, you know, I've I've had a lot of experience with trolls. I know that they like to push buttons and stuff, but this went well beyond that. This was uh, these were outright attacks, essentially, and and you know the threat of rape or other violence to me that is 
as serious or nearly as serious as the actual violence itself. If nothing else, it's going to create this sense of dread in the person that you are attacking. And that is just, it's so unacceptable as there, there are no words for it. Right. And a lot of, uh, uh, women writers talk also about receiving emails with their personal addresses and phone numbers published, like, we can find you. And so a lot of them end up voicing opinions like, well, you know, I kind of feel like this has a chilling effect. Like, if, if I'm going to face all of this abuse simply for writing an article or writing a blog post, maybe I should stay away from hot-button issues. It's And it's, I mean, that it's a silencing tactic. And what's worse is you never know. When you're talking about a numbers game, when so many people are attacking you, you never know. There might be someone among that throng who really does intend to carry out on some sort of threat. The the publishing of addresses, uh, that's nothing new. I mean, we've seen uh, trolls or hackers or whatever whatever term you want to use for people who have employed these tactics. We've seen that in the past before. But uh, the combining that with the the no longer implicit but explicit threats of violence and rape, that's new. <laughs> That's not something that I've seen before, and uh, and that part I think is one of the one of the elements that the internet does make possible. Without the internet, without that anonymity, uh, and without that distance from the person, I don't think that would be happening. I really hope that wouldn't be happening. Right. Yeah, I was going to ask whether or not because um, it seems like this. Is, I mean, obviously, this kind of trolling behavior has been going on for a long time, um, but it also seems like we're hearing about it just now like and it, it will it gets in the past like year and a half or so like i it comes up a lot more frequently and, and it might be because um maybe more women are just getting braver about stepping up and not being so scared about feeding the trolls there's also i think uh a growing fear among a certain population of men that feel uh a threat. Yeah. And it's not necessarily something they even consciously are aware of, but they feel threatened uh, when you're talking about, especially when, when views are being challenged where you're not thinking, oh, this is another person. You're not thinking this is a person. You're thinking that's a woman. And you're already starting to distance you know, yourself from the other person. I'm saying yourself as, as for all men, since I am representing <laughs> Every single um, one. All of them. Uh, yeah. So it's... It's a combination of those things. Uh, I've seen a lot of discussions about what do we do about this and what are the best ways of of uh, treating this problem. Um, the uh, to go back to that whole, uh, uh, you know, the, they you should just be able to take a joke thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the things I've seen trolls say over and over again is once everyone gets over the, these triggers, like once these triggers don't work on you, then our work is done. As if it's mm-hmm. their responsibility to somehow better the human race by taking away our our uh, re- our emotion, yeah, our sensitivity, our emotional reactions, our empathy. Uh, to me, that's like saying if you don't, and uh, if you aren't constantly vigilant and also a martial arts expert, it's your own fault if I walk down the street and punch you in the face. Right. That makes no sense to me. Yeah, women just become desensitized to direct rape threats. Yeah, Come on, it's, and, and, man up. And so what I would say is that the real solution to this problem has nothing to do with technology. I mean, with technology, you can do things like you can ban people. You can, uh, you know, in certain forums, you can ignore certain users. So that way you just don't see what they have to say. That doesn't solve the problem. The problem to me is a social and cultural problem 
that needs to be addressed at the base level where people, specifically men, need to realize women are people. (gasps) Women have valuable things to say. They are intelligent. Many of them are more intelligent than you are. (laughs) Uh And you should probably accept that. And once you do, maybe the world will actually be a better place. I do get the feeling from reading some comments sometimes that uh, there are a lot of male trolls or just male commenters out there who were like, this is my space. What are you doing in yeah. my personal internet world? Yeah. yeah. No, get out, gals. Yeah. Like I said, it's 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 a feeling, you know, it's like they, they feel like they're being threatened. I, I have met women who are incredibly accomplished in every Every kind of field I can imagine, uh, including things like uh, that that are traditionally seen as very male centric activities, like video games. I mean, that's a good example because I cover video games, and I've met women who are legitimately badasses at video games. They will wipe the floor with with professional gamers. They are playing at a professional level, and yet. Time and again, a male gamer who might not even be able to figure out how to open up a door in a video game will claim they are not, quote-unquote, a real gamer. And as long as that kind of attitude exists, that just tells me that this sort of problem is going to be there. It may not necessarily be as uh, uh, visible as it currently is right now, because we've had some very high-profile examples in the last year, this being 2012, uh, but it's always going to be there until... As an entire culture and society, we come to terms with this and teach men that women are people. (laughs) And and in a way, this could be a good forum for it to happen because it seems like our tolerance for this kind of trolling is um, diminishing. And because of social media, uh, there is a huge backlash. I mean, the fact that I think that the, the Reddit troll... Violenta Crez. Um, I don't know. I feel like if I say his name three times, like something's going to happen. <laughs> yeah, no. um, uh, like I think he ended up like losing his job IRL in real yeah. life. And um, yeah. uh, but also though, really quick, I wanted to ask before uh, we wrap things up is that yeah, we've been we've been uh, kind of focusing the conversation on like male troll versus female internet user and. I mean, I've seen plenty of cyberbullying and cybersnarking uh, from women online sure. as well. We are not, sure. we are not um, blameless. Uh, so, do you think, though? Um, and this might be hard to project, but it seems like trolls are almost always portrayed or assumed to be guys. Like, does it seem like this behavior is definitely more? No, um, I, I, well, I think if you're going by strictly numbers, it it, it ends up being more guys. Mm-hmm. I think uh, I think there are there are many examples of of women uh, engaging in trollish behavior. Uh, the Megan Meyer case is a is an example of that. Right. Uh, it's a terrible, tragic example of that, but it's one of those uh, stories that that illustrates that. Again, it's it's more of this human reaction of uh, uh, taking taking action against another person. The internet enables that. I mean, it gives us a, a, a huge amount of power over other people, right? Because not only do we have the opportunity and we have that anonymity, uh, we can strike out in multiple ways against a target, whether it's on social networks or publishing information that's private publicly or creating false reports about that person. Um, 
the internet gives us a lot of those chances, and it's not just men who do it. I just think that there are uh, more men in that arena overall, and so we see a lot more of it there. Also, again, uh, we see certain types of trolling more from men than from women. There's also plenty of examples of men attacking men, women attacking women. I mean, it's, it's, it's not a happy, fun place all the time. That's not to say that every place on the internet is terrible. I don't mean to give that. It's a hard knock either. life online. It can <laughs> be. Watch it out. can be. It can be. There are, and there are particular communities online where it's 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 worse than others. And I, I've seen this sort of bubble up in communities that I had never even thought of as being particularly problematic. For example. Uh, science and skeptic forums mm-hmm. where you would think, all right, the people who belong to those forums often think of themselves as being very rational and critical thinkers. And yet when these situations come up, when a woman says, I did not feel comfortable in this situation because blah, 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 you see the same deflection and defensive behavior that you would from a troll, which is very telling to me. That's saying that there's this much deeper underlying problem, and it's not just people who are uh, actively trying to troll other folks. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's more of a, a, a base problem than that. It's an offline problem just being manifested. Yeah, it's, it's a problem being a man. You, <laughs> ladies, you ladies just don't understand. I mean, it's... So, you know. Sorry about being all up in your man world. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about that. Listen, yeah. you know what? I'm just going to stay off the internet, <laughs> make some pumpkin Stay loves. on Pinterest. And, and I, I wish that I really wish that more men seem could, could have the sort of experience I've had where I've I mean, first of all, I, I pursued a liberal arts education, which meant that I was often in classes with women who were wicked smart. I mean, they really knew their stuff, and they kept me on my toes. And then I come and work at How Stuff Works, and we have so many brilliant women working here that, again, like, I, I, I'm not the smartest person in the room. I know that already. I'm a pretty bright guy, don't get me wrong, but I know I'm not the smartest part, person in the room. And I know that there are women here that are as capable, more capable, smarter than I am. That's all okay. <laughs> if only we could drive, though. I know. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, it's, it's The only problem, of course, is your obsession with shoes. That's that, right, yeah. It takes up a lot of closet space, you're right. right. Well, Caroline, do you have any, any other questions about trolling and gender because i think i mean it's a great point like it, it really sounds like this it's a it's just a, a sad reflection of where we still are yeah i mean societally. i think i think such a big issue is the anonymity and yeah. that it lets people with psychopathic tendencies just sort of run wild with their complete lack of empathy etc mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um and just take it out on people who they perceive as not belonging to their club well, do you have for any listeners out there, though, who might be dealing with trolling behavior, do you have any um, any quick tips to close this out on how you silence a troll, aside from just silencing yourself? Uh, ignoring trolls is a is a good start because the general rule is the more you more you try to engage with a troll, the more that feeds into that trollish behavior, particularly if we're talking traditional trolls. I mean, that's their whole goal mm-hmm. is to get the goal you of a up. troll. It, yeah, it's, it's to get you riled up and upset. And the more you get riled up and upset and engage them, the more they win. So you don't feed the trolls. That's rule number one. But also, just do some searches. Be aware that there are 
people out there who are not only aware of the problem but are trying to fight the problem. There are advocates out there who are telling everyone, men and women alike, you know, the the key to this is educating ourselves and getting beyond this mindset. Uh, Jay Smooth has an amazing video where he addresses the male audience and says, guys, for those of you out here who agree with me, who are saying that this is a terrible thing, it's time for you to tell other men that it's the wrong thing. We're not defending women. Women can defend themselves. We're just telling the men, you're a jerk, you know? You gotta, you gotta wake up and realize that this is not okay and this is not what being a man is all about. And I thought that that was a great message because again, he wasn't saying, oh, well, we gotta sweep in and rescue the women from this. That wasn't his point. His point was, no, it's just unacceptable behavior on the part of men. That's what we need to fix. And I think that's the, the best message out there. I think that's I think that's a great message to end on too. Yeah, and I mean, obviously, we could talk about this for hours, but I guess we should ask our listeners now. Yeah, for their own stories. Have you dealt with trolls? Are you a troll? No, <laughs> don't ask for trolls. No, we don't want to talk to the trolls. We're not going to pay your toll, troll. Are, maybe you're a reformed troll. Maybe you learn from the errors of your ways. Yeah, who knows? Uh, write to us though, mom stuff at discovery.com and you can always head over to our Facebook page as well uh, but before we get to our letters you guessed it it's time for a word from our sponsor and this episode of Stuff Mom Never Told You is brought to you by Jack Threads. That's right. This is an ad from Jack Threads. They brought us today's episode of Stuff Mom Never Told You. Head on over to jackthreads.com slash mom where everything on the site is up to 80% off. They have brands like Converse, Penguin, Ben Sherman, Busted Teeth. So outfit the men in your life with all of this fancy skater apparel because full price is for suckers. Again, that's jackthreads.com slash mom. And now here's some letters. Uh, we got a couple of letters here um, about our episode on having sex during pregnancy. <laughs> Jonathan is now uh, looking a little more uncomfortable. No, no, I'm fine. Go ahead. Good this? Okay. <laughs> no, no. This is a good one. All right. Um, I mean, they're all, all of our letters are good letters. Um, so this was... Oh, I had asked a question about... Because uh, we were talking about how... Uh, pregnancy fetishes and a lot of the stuff was talking about how men are attracted to pregnant women and I was like well what about uh, if you are a lesbian and guess what we have an answer so uh, I was listening to your latest podcast this is from Amanda and Carmen I was listening to your latest podcast on sex during pregnancy this morning and realized I finally had a reason to write you for reals uh, she says I have a bizarre case of TMI regarding lesbians attracted to pregnant women I'm in a same-sex relationship with a lesbian, and I've discovered that my girlfriend has an intense attraction to pregnant women. And this is in her girlfriend's own words, or explanation. I like that there is literally a glow to pregnant women. I like that each step they take is so elegant because they're careful of each step and movement. I really like looking at people's hands, and pregnant women touch their own bellies in a way that makes me want to touch them, too. There's so much love exuding from them, and boobs. (laughs) So there you go. Pregnancy attraction from a lesbian's perspective. Um, she says, I plan on being with her forever, and uh, I don't necessarily think I want children. All is not lost, however. One of my major menstrual... Okay. Oh! <laughs> wow. No, that, not- was, that was a very sweet letter. Yes. All right. So we will look um, like full-busted, loving ladies <laughs> with a glow. 
yeah. during pregnancy. I, I'm just, I'm amazed I wasn't the one blushing. <laughs> no, yeah, I got a little pink in the cheeks. All right, well, this one's from Allison. She has her own experience to share. She says, I have two children, and in the first trimester of both of my pregnancies, I felt the same. Nauseous, gassy, gagging at any strong odor, hungry, but disgusted by most foods, and exhausted to a point I never thought possible. I couldn't even be in the same room with my husband after he drank a beer from the alcohol odor on his breath, so there was no way I wanted to kiss him or even be close to him. My libido did improve later in my pregnancies, and with my second pregnancy, I could hardly get enough sex, much to my husband's delight. That said, having sex while there's a growing baby inside your body, wiggling around, can be a bit strange and off-putting. There were even times when sex was downright uncomfortable, such as when I experienced round ligament pain. And by the very end of both pregnancies, I could barely roll over in bed, making any type of sexual activity logistically challenging and tiring. She says that I was interested to hear in your podcast that men tend to be more attracted to pregnant women. I remember near the end of my pregnancies, I got a lot more attention from men. At the time, I couldn't fathom that they could be attracted to me since I felt like a bloated whale. But it turns out my presence may have triggered some primal male instinct. Maybe so it did. Isn't it ironic then that women get super hot when uh, they're probably not single? Yeah, maybe they are. I don't know. I have a friend who said that if he sees a pregnant woman out, he is so attracted to pregnant women. If he were to see one out without a wedding ring, he would totally hit on her. Well, so, there pregnant, you go. Pregnant listeners, listen up. Uh, so, that's all we've got for you. Um, Jonathan, thank you so much for being our, our guest today. And thank being our man. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I, I am... Tr- this is not a joke. I'm truly honored to have been the first male guest on this show. First male guest. Yeah, I didn't realize until after I invited Jonathan on, and I was like, "Oh my gosh, our first guy." We've been talking about this. It, it's fair. A lot of a lot of people look at me and they don't uh, first think man. But it's <laughs> uh, not the first th- thought that go in through that. Bald, yes. You that, have a beard, though. That's true. I do have one of those. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thanks to everybody for listening. Again, you can find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter at Mom Stuff Podcast. You can also follow us on Tumblr at StuffMomNeverToldYou.tumblr.com. And if you want to learn more about trolls, I highly recommend reading Jonathan's article, How Trolls Work, at HowStuffWorks.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. 